Welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, Plate Mail Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Buckner. I'm the primary dungeon master for Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This session is being recorded over Zoom. As our adventure begins, it is Stardate 0811.80. With the help of their ally, Kalista, the party recently rescued a group of slaves who were being held in the sewers beneath the surface of the Rock of Brawl. After two months of downtime, the party was relaxing with some food and drink at the Laughing Beholder Tavern when Luigi, the Beholder Barkeep, told them about a ship shaped like a pyramid that was traveling through wild space about two days from Brawl. The party left Brawl with the crew of the Star Runner to investigate the strange vessel. The Star Runner is currently pursuing the pyramid ship from a safe distance. Captain Braun tells the Star Runner's pilot Hal to slowly increase speed to close the distance between the Star Runner and the pyramid ship. As the Star Runner gets closer to the pyramid, it becomes larger and larger. Captain Braun turns to the party and says, If we get close to the pyramid ship without uh, any problems, perhaps your group could take uh, Ruffian and the Sky Coach for an even closer look. Of course, I'm uh, open to any suggestions you might have. How do you respond? Shoot it down from here and pick up the pieces. No. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a Strax answer. Sorry, being shaker. Rather shoot now. No. Ask questions later. Arvine <laughs> <laughs> uh, agrees that that sounds like a good plan. What to shoot it down from here? No, oh. the one that Bron <laughs> suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, be a good we, idea to take a close look and see what's going on. Have we uh, seen any way to get into the thing? Uh, currently, the ship is too far away. Like, like the Star Runner is slowly closing in on it, and it's kind of getting bigger and bigger. I mean, right now, it's it's probably like from your vantage point, it's probably like a foot tall at this point, and you're slowly creeping up on it. Mm-hmm. But you can see it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger as you get closer to it. Hmm. When you say it's big, how big is big? Is it like a size of like a city block, or is it? Uh... I can make myself a spyglass. Well, assuming that uh, you know, tell me if this is not correct, but assuming that you, it doesn't seem that anybody's disagreeing with Bron's suggestion, and how it continues to basically make up the distance between the Star Runner and the and the pyramid ship. So it, it starts to get large to the point where you think it's like a ship that's maybe a little bigger than the Star Runner. And then it seems like it's maybe five times as big as the Star Runner. Ooh. And then it looks like it's like so, 10 size, the, the size of the Star Runner. So deceptively big. Mm. And um, uh, let's see. Is there anything in Matisse's and my oh, travels? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Go ahead. As you get a closer look at the pyramid ship, it is truly enormous. Perhaps equivalent in size to a small city. Oh. 
Ah, I was close. Um, so that's about what you can see from your current distance on the Star Runner. Mm. Okay. I kind of. Well, we take the little ship over there. Uh, Janie's not going to be a little bit down for the count if there's any trouble over there. Oh, that's I think why he offered to have Ruffy and go with us. Oh, missed that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I know how to pilot it. <laughs> yes, Ruffy knows how to pilot it. J- Janie taught okay. him. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, so I guess, is there anything? Yeah, I kind of ask Bron and Hal and like try to think about whether there's anything from like all the travels that Matisse and I have had where we would know what kind of race uses these kinds of pyramids. Like, is it another type of Dwarven Citadel? Is it something else? Do we have any knowledge just going into this? If you want to make. I'll say history checks. Okay. Sure. All right. So it'd be me, me and Matisse. Right. Yeah, I mean anybody. Or I who's, can offer her. I, I anybody can who's her um, trained in history, so you can get advantage to it. I don't know if you can help me on a, a history check. I, I don't no. know if it works. No, that, that, that doesn't really apply. It would basically no. be you going on all of your your diva lifetimes and me going on all of my travels. So uh, see what we get. Let's see if the okay. dice hate me or not tonight. We'll find out. If you are proficient in history, I keep saying trained because that, that's like a fourth or a third or fourth edition <laughs> term. <laughs> Uh, not too bad. All right, uh, my history check is a 19. Okay, so let me find a 20 sided die. That's a 20 sided die. Cool. Uh, 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 history and mine is a 15. Okay. Neither one of you have ever encountered or heard of any sort of a pyramid shaped ship. All right. So yeah, Arvin just agrees that taking, having Raphian pilot the Starcoach over seems like the best plan. Skycoach. Skycoach. Sorry, words. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you take Raphian and you get on the Skycoach, and you fly closer to the pyramid. And as you get closer, it is four-sided and looks like it may be made of limestone. Along the surface are carvings of what looks like some kind of language made up of various symbols. There are three recessed areas that wrap around the outer surface of the pyramid. One near the top, one just above the middle, and one near the bottom. And you think that you can make out figures moving about inside the recessed areas. How would you like to proceed? Hmm. Interesting. This one's not abandoned. Yeah, right now, right now. I try like, to make friends with the figures. <laughs> right now, the movement is like little dots, because because you're you're closer than the star runners, but you're still not close enough to make out what the figures are. Um, I kind of gently nudge Strax and say, "You want to message Bron and see if he's got any." guidance? Does he want us to try to initiate contact? Yeah, well, we can try. Not much to salvage when they're still there, but we'll see what he has to say. Yep. Hey, Hal. Yes, Drax? Uh, 
from what we can see from here, this uh, pyramid is not exactly abandoned. Uh, looks like it might be somebody on board. Uh, anybody there? Is, what's what's Bronze play on this one? Does he uh, want us to try to make contact or call this one a uh, whiff and go home? Give me just a moment, Strax. All right. <laughs> a couple minutes go by. <laughs> and then Hal comes back on. Bron is okay with trying to communicate with whoever is on the ship, but he advises caution. Bron would. All right. Thanks, Hal. Thank you, Strax. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, he says go, says, go greet the locals. All right. All right. How do you so think how- we get into this thing? I don't see any uh, way around here. Maybe we uh, go in from the top or up the ass. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I don't think anyone's well, up anyone's ass. We could try flying closer and see um, well, if we can I, I, just I wave. Um, you're, or, you're, still yeah. a little, you're still far enough away that you can't even make out what the figures are. Oh. I mean, it's a little worrisome because Luigi did mention that everybody was avoiding this thing. Mm. Well, he didn't. So. See, he didn't say why. You get a sense that people are just nervous. They're nervous. Well, and they're respect everybody's always avoiding everything. So that's yeah, true. Cowards. Let's go. So I, they do were we avoiding wanna... those little spidery things when we got there too. So, do we think yeah. we could that land? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, do we think that we could land at one of the recessed areas? Is there like any clear docking well, location? Uh, let's get a little. Closer. We are getting closer to get answers to all these questions. So uh, ruffian pilots a sky coach, and you feel the gravity shift as you move through the air envelope of this massive pyramid ship. And you continue to fly closer and closer. And you get within about 100 feet. And, you know, at this point, again, it's, it's like the size of a small city. It's, it's just massive in front of you. Um, have, let's have everybody make perception checks from this distance. 100 feet should be close enough to identify species, at least. Oh, I can't. Uh... Insight check, you said? No, perception. 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 Oh, that's not 13. Great. Only one better than my passive. I rolled a one. Passive, 13. I'm going on 15 for my passive. 15, 13, 13, and, and. 13 is my passive, but I rolled a one. And John, what was yours? 13 as well. Okay. So we all kind of see the same thing. Okay, so. I mean, you can always get closer, of course, but just from what you see right now is all the figures seem to sort of have generally the same color. They're, they're all humanoid. They all seem, you know, two arms, two legs, you know, typical bipedal humanoid. And they are all sort of like this off-white kind of color. Uh, I was hoping for mauve. No, you never find mauve <laughs> aliens. <laughs> that would have been marvelous. Mauve. No, no. Mauve. No. Mauve, yes. <laughs> hmm. So Ruffian is, is still piloting and he's still sort of, he's moving the ship forward until you tell him otherwise. Uh, so um, do you want to keep moving beyond this 100 feet? Do we see so, anything that looks like a docking location as we're getting closer now? The, the bands that kind of run 
around each side at those different locations those those like those bands are those like strips mm-hmm. um they're getting bigger and bigger and you certainly think that they're big enough to have a, to put a ship inside there all right okay so, so, i guess we can uh circle around and see if we can spot an opening can so are you, cir- are you circling from this distance or are you getting closer uh well if we can't see from this distance so we have to get closer well so, we uh, thought we could put a ship in one of he, he's saying that we saw places where we thought we could steer the ship at this point. no he's saying the bands are big enough that we that a fit oh. might ship a fit that a fit might a ship. ship my ship my ship might ship. Nice. That's like great, it. John. I'm just having right. a real issue with top and bottom tonight. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, if a ship uh, can fit, and a fit can ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, we could circle at, at a bit of a distance just to get a look, but I mean. Uh, you always do cautious, Arvane. I just don't want them to think that we're it. like charging at them. I'd so. ship that. Fastest way to figure out who they are. Charge right in. Okay, so so Ruffian moves the ship closer, and you get within about sixty feet. And at this point, you can clearly make out the fact that the 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 figures moving around um, in those in those recesses in those bands, they are mummies. I I knew it. Oh no! I knew it. You're going to see Mumra. The ever living. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I'm uh... I'm trying desperately to not make the obvious daddy joke. So, <laughs> like, who's your mummy? <laughs> Are you my mummy? <laughs> so, Arvine kind of mums looks... the word. Yeah. Looks side eye at the others and looks at, at Strax and says, I, I think you might want to tell Ron what those things are. Uh, well, he's just going to tell us to take care of it. He might, but I, I would still check in just to make sure that's still the plan. How many Maybe of things them? you're way too dependent on Bron's opinion. Well, uh, we're his that crew. That's, uh, uh, well, he's, he sends um, us in to take care of these things. All right. We're a bunch still... of mummies. I'm not worried about it anymore. Let's just kill them all, ransack the ship, get out of here. That's when you say for, right? mummies, how many mummies are there? The pyramid is the size of a small city. So, size of a small city, many mummies. Yep. Oh. Are they like New York City or like London East End <laughs> yeah, New City? York mummies. Or like <laughs> you're, you're the mummies. <laughs> you're, you're thinking um, on a scope of like tens of thousands, maybe even over a hundred thousand. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I that's was just a lot. giving you shit. But it, thank you for the not, answer. <laughs> yeah. That's not mm. like you can just, uh, you know, pop the. Oh, they called me mummy. Yeah, so Strax, I, I like a good fight as much as you, but that's that's a lot, even for us. It'll take some time. We'll just start at one end, work towards and the they, other. And they might be uh, very hostile. Let's, let's see something. what Bron thinks we should do. If he thinks uh, this is worth the salvage, then we'll do it. If he doesn't, then we won't. At this distance, you can also see that there are, um, there appear to be uh, ballista at intervals of about 100 feet um, in the recess. And mm. you can see that there are some ships that are docked there. There's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of long boats, like they're just like long wooden boats. And there's a bunch of barges 
you see you see hundreds of longboats and dozens of barges sort of all along can, the, can, the, the can recess. we look for a back door that's what I said, and everybody is like, what the hell, Drax? <laughs> I don't think there's an acid on the pyramid, so I don't know if there's a yeah. back door there. I'm all for finding a more covert way to check things out, but I still think, given the scale of this, that we should probably check in. Here! I, I give the calm over to Arvine. You're so worried about it. Uh, at this point, Ruffian has stopped the ship from advancing. He, okay. he sees he sees the mummies and he stops the ship and he doesn't um, really do or say anything because well he doesn't speak but he doesn't do anything he just kind of stops the ship and waits for okay. somebody to tell him to do something. So Arvine kind of takes the communicator says hey Hal uh, this is Arvine. Yes uh, Arvine. So there are several well a city's worth of mummies on this thing along with several other ships that we can see docked in kind of the primary locations they have ballistas for defense that's um, very concerning RV. so if we still want to try scavenging this thing if, if Bron wants you know it's his his craft and crew uh, we can try to find maybe a back way in our ship. You know, something to sneak in um, but we just wanted to check and see what he thinks before we potentially pick a fight with another city again so, what do you mean what again? You... Last one was fun. <laughs> Have you flown around the entire ship? Uh not yet. We can we can keep this distance and have uh, Ruffian do some some reconnaissance. So we can do that next if you want and well, check in again. Please do that and then report back. Okay, we'll do. So, kind of turn to the others and say that they want us to do a reconnaissance at a safe distance so Ruffian if you, if you can fly us around. So they want us to look for a back door? Uh, they, they want us to do the reconnaissance and check in first. So, mm. so let's see yeah. what we can find. So Ruffian flies around the entire city. It takes a little while to get around the pyramid. Did he and, go underneath? Uh, you, you can have him do that if you want. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so so he, he circles he circles the entire thing, and you, and you see that it is that is that it is indeed four sided, and it looks pretty much identical on every single side, except for that maybe the um, the the carvings, the language or whatever it is that's on it. You know, it, it varies depending on where you are. Um, so, but essentially, other than that, other than the language, sort of looking a little bit, some different symbols and whatnot in different orders. All four sides look the same, and when you go underneath, there doesn't appear to be anything on the bottom of it. It's just it's just completely flat. Mm. I'm sorry, except there is there are still the carvings, there's still the language, but other than that, they don't see anything down there. Is there a way for us to tell what the language might be saying? Can we attempt to try to translate something or? discern what the symbols mean I, I will again say you can make a history check okay or could I attempt an investigation to decipher sure uh, history check I got a 16 on my history check what I was trying to do okay investigation comes up 24 24 investigation okay so Matisse, you're not really sure 
what the symbols mean. Strax, you can't read it, but you do know that it's Egyptian. Mm. You know it's from the planet Earth, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it, it is it is Egyptian. Mm. As far as you know, it's only it's only from that one world. As far as you know, that's where it, that's where it originates from. So it's a little bit strange. You've never heard about it but being anywhere other than on than than on Earth. All right, so definitely not local. Nope. Just kind of passing through. Full Knowing of it's Egyptian, would we be able to do like an Arcana or religion check? Uh, uh, for uh, I'm stretching. Well, I don't understand what you're trying to determine. I guess we can figure out what it says or if it does anything specific. Um, well, you would have to basically study it for an extended period to try to decipher it. It's not just something you can just look at and try to all of a sudden, you know, understand how to read Egyptian. It would be. What do you mean? That's a guy. That's a bird. That's a hole over there. The guy's obviously throwing birds down a hole. Shut up, Strax. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. It was a stretch. (laughs) Well, at this point, we either go in or go home. Well, I check back in per Hal's direction and say, hey, Hal. Um, So it looks like all four sides of this thing are are the same as far as openings. There's some different symbols. Uh, Strax says he thinks that the symbols might be Egyptian from a place called Earth. Nobody really knows much about that. Uh, And... Uh, the bottom, there doesn't appear to be any obvious entrances. It's just a smooth surface covered with all the same symbols. So, uh, how would you guys like us to proceed? Give me just a moment, Arvine. And then she comes back on like a minute later. Um, and she says, Bron is concerned that this represents a danger. He would like you to return to the Star Runner. Okay. All right, turn to Ruffy and it's the captain's orders. Return to the Star Runner. No, no, he said he'd like us to return to the Star Runner. He didn't say he was ordering us back. To could the Star could Strax hear what he said? <laughs> I think it's an open <laughs> comm. Said. Or, or what Hal said, yeah. It's a, is the comm like only one person can hear and, and listen, or can everybody hear what's being no, said? No, people can hear within about 20 okay. feet. Okay, yeah. so, well... I still think we, we should check back in for now. I wonder, he, he might want to regroup and make a different plan. So, uh, waste of a trip. Whatever. Okay, and something that something that was that probably occurs to all of you is that you you've be, you're, you're, you've been close enough to this thing for long enough that they have to be aware that you're there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably. Yeah, it, it has occurred to me. Yes. But but, no, but nothing has <laughs> happened as a result. But you, you kind of figure, well, they, they must know we're here, but nothing has happened, so it's a little odd. And use a tractor well, beam to pull ship. us in. Either big ship, we hardly are a danger. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you probably you don't think that they probably think that you're, that you're a threat. <laughs> <laughs> little do they know. <laughs> okay, so I guess let, let's go back to the Star Runner for now. See okay. what we want to do. So Ruffian uh, turns the ship, turns the sky coach and starts to head back and when you reach the edge of the air envelope of of the of the pyramid ship the sh- uh, the, the sky coach 
slows down somewhat rapidly and almost seems like it's sort of running into some kind of like an elastic barrier. Oh boy. Uh-oh. And it kind of like pushes in a little bit and then slows kind of quickly. And then it kind of moves back a little bit away Chip from rolled. the edge of the air envelope. Tractor beam. And it, it, seem, it seems like there's some sort of a, that like the air envelope has a barrier, has a magical barrier mm-hmm. there that's stopping the ship from going back through. Oh boy. All right. Not um, tractor beam, elastic <laughs> bubble. <laughs> message Run. over and say hey hey Hal so um I don't think this is a tractor beam these people like they, they have to have seen us by now but we haven't seen any direct response but we can't seem to pilot the ship out of the air bubble it keeps so, running into like a, an elastic field of some kind so it looks like we're going to be here for a little while we'll get back when we can let's uh, go well, let us know if there's anything the we can do Arvine yeah, I think uh, we may have to land to try to investigate. We'll see how they respond. So uh, we'll keep you posted. Karin, give me that communicator back. You're way too needy with it. Right. Pass it over. <laughs> okay, so you you all tell me what you would like to do. Well, not much we can do. Ravian, take us to the ship, I guess. We're going to see if we can... Pop this bubble. Are we gonna dock? Uh, do you want to? Do you guys want to dock where all the other ships are? Where, was there any side that looked like it was less populated, Chris? Not particularly. There's, there's yeah. ships all all around every side and, and, and all the recesses. So there really wasn't a back door that we could dock in. Everything was very uniform. <laughs> you and your back door docking, dude. What is wrong tonight? With John, John likes the back door. He's just he's always been that way. Jeez. <laughs> I guess we all know what you're the one with the overactive back door, Chris. Oh, I guess Um, are those things Egyptian vessels that are on the outside, like the boats in the barges you were talking about? Yes, okay. I'm going to see the Pharaoh, the wonderful Pharaoh of Egypt. Decent guys, (laughs) if we could fly one (laughs) because, because, because. Okay, so um, what's the what's the plan? Well, I guess the plan at this point is to head back to the ship and just kind of pull in next to one of those other ships under the assumption that there must be a way in and out of the of the big ship next to one of the little ships. We're going to see the Pharaoh, okay, or Mumra, whichever so comes the, first. The, the wonderful Pharaoh of Oz. <laughs> yes, I just made that thing. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Hey, I muted myself before I belched that time. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you have Ruffian fly the sky coach to uh, one of the recesses. Um, we'll say he, he just chooses the middle one because that's where you guys are typically flying around. He goes into the middle recess and finds basically an open dock and pulls the ship in. And um. So you see, you see a group of mummies come over to to meet you at at the place where you're docking. Right, and there is, um, there there is a dozen of the mummies, and they are led by one wearing a gold and blue headdress. And it comes over to you, and it says, "Follow me, please." 
Alright. Kind of look at the others. Uh, the buns. Are we the guests stride? or prisoners? Why? <clears throat> so he, he, he doesn't answer anybody's questions. He just turns and all of the all of the other mummies basically surround you and, and start to kind of lead you away mm. from the dock area. I would see what's going on yet. They, they haven't been aggressive. No, we it's don't want kind of aggressive. aggressive. It's kind of aggressive. Yeah, but we don't <laughs> want to, If we pick a fight with 12, we pick a fight with the whole city worth of them without knowing what's going on. Yeah, good point. We need to find a way to kill them all at once. Once 20 minutes down the way probably won't come for a while. Well, they're, they're all over the dock, though, right? So. They're, they're, right. they're everywhere. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, joking it's, around. Giant city full of mummies, kind of. They're everywhere. I don't have a death wish. They're everywhere. Or do I? So you are led through. Uh, a large open doorway carved from the limestone that makes up the pyramid. As you are led through the pyramid, you see architecture on a scale unlike anything you've ever seen before. The pyramid probably took centuries to build. You are led through cavernous hallways lined with various statues of odd humanoid figures. Among them, you see one that has a human body with a jackal's head. One is a woman with a lar- with large colorful wings. And another has a human body with a falcon's head on it. Just to just to name a few, there's a lot of statues like that all around. Eventually, you come to a large empty chamber with a 20 foot by 20 foot square opening in the center of the floor. A golden light shines through the opening and up into a similar opening in the ceiling. The guards in front of you step into the opening, but instead of falling, Their feet seem to find purchase on an invisible, solid surface, marked only by a glow that appears under their feet as they step. The same glow appears under your feet as you are led into the opening. Once the entire group is in the opening, you all begin to slowly float upward. You float up past hundreds of levels until finally reaching a 40-foot square chamber with four slanting walls that converge at a point in the middle of the ceiling. It would appear that you are at the top of the pyramid. Well, this is the first time I've reached the penthouse. In the center of the room is a throne carved from limestone upon which sits a tall, thin mummy wearing an ornate gold and red headdress. The mummy is sitting in profile. The throne slowly turns with the scraping noise of stone on stone while the mummy makes no movement at all. You almost wonder if it is animated like the rest of the mummies or simply a centerpiece of the room until it speaks. The figure says, Welcome to the Great Pyramid of Rathatep. I am Rathatep. Your life, as it has been, is over. From this time forward, you will service us. Resistance is futile. (laughs) I am a bore. He's clearly been waiting to say that. I know. (laughs) Uh, It turns its gaze upon the mummy wearing the golden blue headdress and says, Sanfa 
conduct them to the cells, or they will await mummification. That doesn't sound fun. The mummy addressed as Sanfa bows its head as your group begins to float down through the levels of the temple. You stop after maybe 50 floors and are escorted past a large number of 20-foot square cells carved from the limestone of the temple, each with iron bars from floor to ceiling on one side. They start Uh, to basically divest you of your weapons and your uh, components and etc. Okay, give me a count, enemy count here. Uh, it's it's the same dozen plus plus the one leader that was referred to. Dozen as plus the one leader. Yeah. Um. Ugh. It's up to you guys. I, I cast I, magic I mean, missile. Arvin whips out her swords. Yeah, the same happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Strax uh, would not go for you know Strax would not go would just stand there would not go gently into the good night I'm too young I'm not ready to be a mummy (laughs) (laughs) are we in agreement then yes (laughs) okay so so people begin to resist this yes (laughs) so Mm -hmm. okay Uh, yeah uh, look Sonny I don't think this is happening no (laughs) okay so so they start reaching they they start reaching for your weapons and um, you all take a offensive posture and then they all start to um, attack you and try to force you and then, the, and then a fight starts so we'll have everybody uh, roll initiative roll initiative 12 middle of the pack sometimes 12 is at the top of the pack yeah the way our dice work sometimes yeah okay, so let's see that was awful I rolled awful Initiative for the mummies. The mummies. Mummy. Are we theater of the minding this one, or? Yeah, we're theater of the minding this one. Okay. I had already thought of the title of this program. Mm-hmm. What's that, Greg? Mummies in space. Lysus <laughs> 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 is boo. <laughs> as much as I like that, I try to avoid names that are too spoilery. Oh. People people might be making that assumption for listening to it, but sort of like waiting to see what happens and then having that confirmed in the episode is uh, much more interesting than being like, oh, we already know before we even listen to it. Uh, well, then I will think further. Uh, so what is Matisse's initiative there, girl? Uh, six. And Strax. Twelve. And Janie. Uh, Seventeen. Oh, you go, Janie. At least somebody didn't suck. Mm. There we go. She said she's not ready to be a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and Arvin. Nine. 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 I'm last. Yeah. See? Not middle of the back, John. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see how the mummies did. Yeah. <laughs> we did it all for the mummy. Mummies. Mummies. The mummies. Okay, so the initiative order is Janie, Strax, mummies, Arvine, and Matisse. You think I get to go before the mummies. That's the important part. <laughs> Toots and commons. <laughs> Jamie, Strax, Arvin, Matisse. 
So we start at the top with Janie, our Kalashtar sorceress. I'm going to go mm-hmm. for the one that's trying to take away my shit. Uh-huh. And uh, zappy, zappy. Shocking grasp. Shocking grasp, okay. Shocking that's grasp. A, uh, that, that's a melee spell attack. So. Yep. Um, so that would be for 15. 15. Um, he tries to move out of the way, but you grab a hold of his arm and shock him with electricity. Ugh, bad damage. That would be for five. Five. Lightning. Whatever that is. The little, you know, lightning bolt damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, before we get too far, uh, yeah. we didn't, did we get any temporary hit points uh, from the ship part? Yes, yes, you guys have the you guys have the three from uh, from maze. Three from maze. Okay. Yep. That's amazing. Three helps. Okay. Um, was that your turn, Janie, with the electricity? Uh, yes, yes. Sorry. That's all right. That's okay. So Strax, our hobgoblin artificer, and constructs. Okay. That's right. I got constructs. Jeez, you I do. Keep forgetting him out for freaking constructs. Oh, after all, for, <laughs> after all for Ruffian, because he's also there. <clears throat> okay. Oh, he's not. Uh, he didn't stay on the ship. Oh no, he wouldn't have stayed on the ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just has uh, no spell slots. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I am going to second level cast heroism on me and Janie, which is a one action touch to say. A willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting modifier, or um, at the start of each of its turns. When the spell ends, the target loses any remaining temporary hit points from this spell. So. Okay. So, wait, cool, so cool. I mean, I immediately get those four. I think it. I think you get it as soon as you cast it. I think it happens, right? Or does it? Does it say specifically at the beginning of your turn? It basically says gains temporary hit points equal to the spellcast modifier at the start of each of his turns. And I'm technically past the start of my turn, so I'm worried about it. It's okay. It's only one hit point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> blink, okay. blink. Um, yeah. Only. Uh, All right. Yeah, so you uh, That is my action for my bonus action. I can't cast another leveled spell, uh, but I can have. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have them do anything yet. But I will have uh, uh, SDO one take as a uh, central position as he can. Uh, you'll have to tell me who he can impose, impose disadvantage with or not. Okay. Um, basically, oh, his. I'll, actually, I'll tell you. He is going to take up in a, a position to be able to impose disadvantage on anybody who's attacking Janie, since she's the most crunchy. Okay, that that's pretty easy to track with here. Yeah, and uh, and both constructs will take the dodge action. Okay. I'm flattered. I'm the most crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the mummies go. Oh boy, and. Uh, Let's see. We've got 13 dudes here. And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of you. You need defensive posture. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, two of them will attack Janie, and the first one will be with disadvantage as SDO one tries to uh, intercede and get in the way. So disadvantage attack. Let's see. Okay, but before it actually does that, it uses it uses dreadful glare on Janie, and then it goes to attack after it tries this dreadful glare, which that's pretty scary. Uh, that involves a uh, wisdom saving throw. Okay, I oh, have okay. advantage on wisdom saving throws. Good, good. So uh, that will be a twenty-two. Okay. So, so its face, you know, it already looks a little messed up because because it's undead and everything. But it it takes on this even more frightening visage, but then tries to get into your head, but you just kind of push it away. And then yeah, that was a fear effect. She's immune right now, by the way. Because of the heroism? Yep. Okay, but that mommy doesn't know that, so. Right. Uh, so then it's, uh, so then that mommy takes, like, take, takes its, like, rotted fist and takes a swing at, at Janie with disadvantage. A 19 or a 1. Guess I gotta take the 1. Guess you gotta <laughs> take the one. That'll miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that won't do, donkey. <laughs> that won't do. <laughs> okay, so uh, a second one, essentially, you know, they're all gonna basically try the same tactic. So another wisdom save. <clears throat> Ooh, that one was not as good. Uh, let's see, six or seven. With uh, modifiers, that would be a ten. So a ten. Okay. So, so you feel this this wave of fear come over you, but again, this time because of the heroism, it washes over you, and you no longer and you don't and you don't feel fear at all from this effect. And okay. you see that particular mummy. He he kind of notices because he, he he seems to think like you know oh yeah I got you and then he's like wait what. He, he's not understanding what just happened. So uh, he's going to take one attack, just a regular attack with his fist. And that is AC 22. Yeah, that'll hit. Why am I not rolling my damage dice at the same you time? You did that with disadvantage? No, the first attack uh, no, was. SDL1 oh, can unfortunately only intercede on one attack. I got you. <laughs> So Janie takes 19, uh, I'm sorry, you take, uh, it's 19 total, but you take, uh, let's see, you take nine bludgeoning damage from the fist, and then you okay. take uh, 10 necrotic damage. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> okay, necrotic does what? It's just Remind a damage me. type. If you happen to have resistance to necrotic, you would only take half of it. Okay. So, I mean, if nobody... Does anybody have resistance to necrotics? Otherwise, I'll just give you the damage total. I don't... believe so. What about the construct, oh, wait. John? Um, uh, good question. That That is actually relevant for Arvine, and I think it's relevant for Matisse. Okay. Uh, no, uh, constructs only have uh, resistance to poison damage. So. Okay. Does anybody have resistance or immunity? Probably not immunity, but does anybody have resistance to 
uh, necrotic damage. Yes. Okay. Matisse, does Matisse have resistance, Greg? See. Top Greg. right, just under your hit points, under defenses. If it looks Greg is anything. muted. That's why we can't hear him. Oh, I have resistance yeah. to psychic damage, but not necrotic. I just have radiant body, which is resistance to radiant damage. Okay. And so um, disease. I do have that, but it doesn't specify what disease. Disease is just a condition. Does it? Does it say you are uh, immune to disease? Um, uh, it says for disease uh, immunity. Immunity to disease. Okay. Does anybody else have immunity to disease? Because that may actually come into play as well. <laughs> I don't nope. think so, but uh, except for that, the constructs might have immunity to disease. Uh, the constructs. No. Strangely, no. Charmed, oh. exhausted, and poisoned, but not disease. Okay. All right. They can get some kind of rust disease or something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, disease called rust. Well, you know, like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> yeah. These are. Right, so, so, Janie, when you get hit with this rotted fish, you take the, the bludgeoning and the necrotic damage. And then I need you to make a constitution saving throw. <clears throat> okay. Oh, excuse me, 23. Oh, nice. 23. High five. Okay. So uh, you feel this, this like, sort of disease-like effect, you know, coming off of this, off of this creature's fist, um, try to infest you with some sort of a disease, but you manage to uh, fight it off with your, with your constitution, so you don't take any additional effect. Cool. So then we will move on to Arvine. Okay. So there's there's two there's two attacking you. First, uh, it's going to try the dreadful glare. So I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh boy. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay, you fight off the fear, and then the the rotting fist. I need to make it'd be much easier if I had the same colored dice for the same kinds of things. You're over there. Okay. And then green. Green is the necrotic. Okay. So, regular attack. Rotting fist from the mummy. I'm also avoiding making fisting jokes. <laughs> Sorry, see you loving back doors. Miss. Uh, you move Ow. out of the way. So you, see that, <laughs> you see that horrible rotting fist coming and you dodge out of the way of it. And then the second attacker on you, I'm going to make another wisdom save. Oh boy. <laughs> 19. 19. You fight off the fear. Tries to hit you with his rotting fist. Critical. Oh God. no. Oh no. That is not good for Arvine. Love you, honey. Uh-huh. Okay. But you do have resistance to necrotic, right? I do. Okay. So, let's see. Okay. And then... So, 
So you take 13 bludgeoning. Okay. And 10 necrotic. That's with the resistance accounted for, or...? Correct. Okay. So 10, actually 10, not 5. Here we go. Correct. Okay. Yep. It was 21 modified to 10. (laughs) And I will need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Let's see here. Or no. Con is... Oh. 22. 22, okay. No additional effect. Matisse, wisdom save. All right, wisdom save. Wisdom. Uh, wisdom. Luckily for me, it's going to be 19. 19, okay, you are not feared. And then regular attack. AC 11. That will miss. All right. Another wisdom save. Another one. Okay, that's gonna be twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right, and then running, running fist. AC seventeen. That will miss. He pushes running fist away with your shield. Get away from me with that thing. Tankstress. Tankstress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Strax. Wisdom save. Uh, 19. 19. No fear. A laugh in his face. Attack is AC 19. That will hit. Okay. So much for my new armor. (laughs) You take 10 bludgeoning. Okay. And 10 necrotic. Okay. (laughs) And then wisdom save. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, Constitution saving throw, because you took necrotic damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 16. 16. Okay. Uh, Let's see. You are good. All right. So now, wisdom save again. Wisdom save again. 15. 15. You're good. The attack with the running fist is 12. And I are bloody. Oh no! Um, oh wait, AC twelve? Yeah, yeah. AC 12. Oh no, that's a miss. Wait, what? Okay. So two, four, six, eight. So the mummies are attacking ruffian. So let's see, regular attack on ruffian. That is a miss. Regular attack on Ruffian. That is also a miss. No Ruffian. Uh, so I attacked I attacked Matisse and Janie and Strax and Arvine and Ruffian. So we got the constructs too. So we got the constructs. So we got uh, we got two on SD01 and one on GHD8. Ah. Ouch. The one is taking the dodge action. So. Oh, wait. I forgot Ruffian has to make two wisdom saves. Wisdom save. Makes it. Wisdom save. Do, 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 do. Makes it. 
Okay. Mm. So, yeah. so SDO uh, one. Yeah, both constructs are dodging. Okay. So we'll we'll start with the wisdom save for SDO one. Uh, SDO one. Seven. 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 Okay. Uh, so it is. So SDO one is frightened until the end of the mummy's next turn. Uh, it's yes, not considered a charmed effect, is it? Yeah. Nope, just as frightened. Vulgar. <laughs> All right, he's dodging. Right. He does. It's, it's not forcing him to run away or anything, is it? No, no, no. Uh, no okay. I, I, I believe the fear effect is just it can't move any closer, and has disadvantage on attack rolls. Okay. While the source of its fear is in is in sight. Hmm. Uh, is he twelve? Uh, yeah, is he twelve on SDL one? Uh, that is a miss. Okay. And then the other mummy, AC8, is going to miss. Is going to miss. Does you want to already take a hit? Or did I forget have to reset his, his life? He might have forgot to reset his life. I might have to reset his life. Ooh. All right. And then oh. one, one wisdom save on GH88 and one attack on GH88. Okay. Uh, one wisdom save for GH88. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Okay, he is not afraid. Okay. Okay, and then AC8 is going to AC8. miss. Yep, that will definitely miss. Uh, oh, and he only had one. He only had one on him. So. Yeah. Okay. That is the mummies, and then we're on to Arvine, SMR Fighter. Okay. So, so far we've only had one mummy get zapped by Genie. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, uh, I only one, one of you got feared, which was SDO one. <laughs> can I get to that mummy that that Janie already damaged? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to swing on the one that she already hit. She is going to swing with a katana on the dude that Janie already hit. All right. <laughs> It's not wonderful, but we'll see. AC 16 to hit. 16 does hit. <laughs> okay, Yay. so it's going to hit for nine. Nine. Flashing. And the weapon that you're hitting it with is? The katana. Okay. It's not magical, right? It is not magical. Okay, what was the damage again? It was nine. Nine, so it doesn't seem to take full effect. <sighs> nine. That's fun. Uh, well, she's got extra attacks, so she's still going to swing again. Okay. If you can't hit harder, hit more often. <laughs> right. Oh, there's also the fact that I'm only a few points from being bloody because they managed to land that critical on me. So I have to think about <laughs> that in my, my battle plan. Ah. <laughs> uh, Gonna hit for AC more. Okay. Uh, it's gonna hit for eleven. Eleven. Eleven, but really five, probably. Okay, you do bloody it with that hit though. Okay. Yay! It doesn't take full effect, but you do bloody it. Okay. Um, how high is the hallway here? 
It's like 20 feet. Okay. All right. I don't think she's going to burn her transformation right now. Seems premature. Uh, let's see here. She is going to second wind. Okay. Her bonus action. She's going to suck wind. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not terrible. She's the D10 plus your level, right? So right. She's going to shout, uh, let's see, non-magical weapons don't seem to work as well, and, and, and her turn. Oh. Matisse, Steve Paladin. Ah, uh, all right. Am I near the you, one? You can be near any of them. All right, so I'm going to try to at least attack the one that has been already hit and bloody. Sure, sure. Okay, so attack number one. So that is going to be 20 to hit. That will hit. And the laser sword. That is going to be for 14. Force damage. Good shit. Nice. (laughs) All right. So you're crushing that mummy skull. That's almost a little bit broken for this fight. Um, right, who is down. bloody? And well, great. You have extra attack, though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think, should I use the attack or should I try to help someone? That doesn't it doesn't work that way. The, the extra attack is free, use, Greg. I have to use my, got it, I got it, got it. Okay. I'm tr- just trying to think of the heal thing because nope. I've mm-hmm. never been responsible for being a healer before, so. <laughs> okay, so next victim... Um, which is also a 20 to hit. Okay. That definitely connects. And also 414. Second first. Second was the first. It's a dirty 20. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you bloody that one with that one hit, Greg. Nice job. Laser sword for the win, sir. Uh, Last cannons. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that's me. Okay. So then it is Ruffian who... Has a quarter staff attack. So he will attack. Here's a Mandy. He has no spells. He has no spells. Oh, that's right. Because he flew the. He we flew sucked the ship. him dry. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the ship sucked him dry. Uh, he does manage to hit, and he does one point of damage. <laughs> that's a full service ship. <laughs> <laughs> that is just what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we're back up to the top with Janie, our Clash Star Sorceress. Oh, man. <laughs> Light um, some shit up. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so, DM, how many mummies can I hit in a 15-foot cone? We'll say three. Okay. And will I hit any of my teammates? No. Okay. So dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving Please throw. Please thank you. I put up. my thumbs together and make a little triangle and go. Whoosh, and light them on fire. <laughs> What's the DC, sir? Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, two failed and one succeeded. Two failed. Okay, so we got 12, 13, 14, 
Okay, so the two that failed are going to take 20 points of damage. Nice. And the one that succeeded takes 10. 10, okay. Yeah, Jamie. So I'm including the one that was already damaged in those three. Okay. So um, you, you shoot out this this big wash of flames, and it hits all three of those zombies and fries all three of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Janie. Wait. <laughs> Fire. Fire. <laughs> two of them were two of them were undamaged, so the fire was particularly effective. Oh cue Beavis and Butthead jokes. <laughs> they wanted some teepee for their buckhole. Oh, <laughs> uh did you wild search that? Oh I have no idea. Hold please. Hold please. please hold. Buffering. I did not. Okay. Oh well. <laughs> it was a six. <laughs> A fireball centered on the party. Well, <laughs> well, the mummies are dead. The mummies are dead. So next initiative order is Strax, Hobgoblin, Artificer. Okay, who's left? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You have nine left. Nine left. You have nine left. Including that Sun Sun guy? <laughs> uh, including Sun Fa, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How is his name spelled? Sanfa, S A N F A. Uh, well, do I? It is S A H N dash F A H. All right. Well, even though you saw that fire work pretty well, the only thing he's got is create bonfire, which is not particularly helpful in this situation. So, <laughs> uh, I guess he's just gonna pick a nearby target and okay. fire away. I'll call this dummy so. letter E. Pun intended. At least it's magic. <laughs> your, your magical artificer shenanigans. That's yes. good. Yep. <laughs> so, um, fire Mr. Noble one. AC seventeen. Uh, for minimum damage five. And what was this again? Five. Five. No. What's the spell you're using? Oh, yeah, I'm just shooting my crossbow. Oh, shooting crossbow. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, is considered magical, magical piercing. Right? Okay. It is magical piercing. All right, it seems to take full effect. Okay, fire missile number two. Oops. Uh, seven. AC 13. Hit. Ooh, nice. <laughs> oh, for much better. For nine. 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 And my uh, I'm fire missile number three for my bonus action from my crossbow expert. Shot number two, bloody that one. Uh, 11. Hit. No, sorry. Nine. Miss. AC nine. Myth. 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 And <laughs> constructs? Uh, constructs are both taking the... Well, I use my bonus action, so they're both taking the dodge action. SD1 is still hanging out near Janie. Okay. Uh, so the mummies go, so why don't I just start with the mummies attacking Janie. Let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's four of you, so we'll put two on each primary party member and one on Ruffian. Okay, so first attack on Janie. SD01 is going to try to chomp on that mummy's leg and get him to miss. Chomp, chomp, pitchy, chomp. Disadvantage on Janie. Actually, oh, I'm sorry, Janie, um, do the wisdom save for the dreadful glare first. Wisdom saving throw. 
I have advantage on wisdom saving throws, so. Cool. Eleven. Eleven. You do not feel the fear wash over you. Yes. Disadvantage attack is a natural one. Yay. Whiff. Good boy. <laughs> Good boy, SDL. <laughs> and then second mummy, wisdom save. More. 14. More. Okay, you're good. And a regular attack from second mummy is AC7. That will miss. <laughs> okay. So then we have uh, two attacking Matisse. So Matisse needs you to make uh, a wisdom save. You might as well just make two because because you got two. They're both going to do it on you. So make, give me two wisdom saves. Okay. Oh, man. They keep trying to scare people. <laughs> they, they, they do. They, they can do it like every round. Ugh. <laughs> they should come work at Spooky World. <laughs> they right. should. First one's 22. Good. Second one's 16. You're good. So then you're going to get attacked. Two regular attacks. Uh, AC 13 is probably going to miss you, I assume. Okay. And second one is AC 14. I assume that's going to miss you as well. Go tank. Two okay. miss. <laughs> And then, let's see, Arvine, um, why don't you give me two wisdom saves? One. <laughs> oh, well, a one on the first one is bad. Okay. So, that's so, a, so well, it's really, it's, it's yeah, it's a three. It's still no good. So, okay. So you're frightened. Okay. Make sure you mark that however you can mark it on. Is that a duration thing? Or yeah, it's just until I... the end of the mummy's next turn. Okay. Or, or until the end of the mummy's, yeah, until the end of the mummy's next turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, attack from the first mummy. AC 13. Probably going to miss. Yep. Second attack. AC 20. Uh, that will hit. Okay. This is a rotting fist. <clears throat> you take four bludgeoning and okay. ten necrotic. Which is really okay. five. Because you have resistance to necrotic. I have resistance to necrotic, yep. Cool, cool. Lucky you. And then Strax, uh, two wisdom saves. Okay, save number one. Uh, 19. That's right, 18. You're good. Save number two. 12. 12. Okay, you're good there. Oh, uh, sorry. Backtracking to Arvine, you, you took damage, right? I did. Okay, so I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Sure. Okay, that at least is good. That's like uh, uh-huh. 22. Okay. All right, then back to Strax. Uh, two regular attacks on you. Attack number one, AC 19. Shield. Shield. Okay. Attack number two, AC 12. Bounces off the magical shield. Okay, and then uh, Wisdom Sam on Ruffian. He succeeds. One attack on him. Uh, hits. Four, eleven, fifteen. Ouch. Okay. Then Arvine, SMR fighter. Okay. Uh, do we have any one of that group of nine who have been hit? Yes, th- there is one bloody one, and you can you can attack that one. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So she is. 
going to bonus action fighting spirit, which gets her five temporary hit points and at least gives her advantage to cancel her disadvantage from being frightened. Okay. Uh, so it'll be normal attacks. Um, so let's see. I'm going to mark that off before I forget. Sorry. And I did use second wind, so I'm going to mark that off too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're swinging <sighs> with a normal sword because unfortunately the the laser sword is just so shitty on my modifiers. It's not really going to do enough more to be worth it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katana. Interesting trade up. Harder to hit, even though it would do more damage. Yep. Yeah. All right, so we've got a AC a lot. AC twenty four to hit for nine. Slashing nine, but really four. I'm assuming, yeah. yes. And then uh, we do and extra Dan. attack. <laughs> it's gonna hit for AC 19. That'll hit, and once again for nine, but probably nine, really nine, four. four. Okay, seems to be the number of the night. Nine. Uh, let's see, did it get killed? But that, that is just enough to drop that one. Yeah, ah, yay, uh, yay. Had four hit points left. All right, so yeah, she's gonna hold there. Okay. So we are at Matisse, our diva paladin. Paladin. Okay. Paladin. Okay, attack on Titan. Thank your mummy. <laughs> yes, I'm Whoa. going to dis- dispense <laughs> existence. Hopefully. Okay, so that is going to be. 21 to hit. Double hit. And that's going to be for 12. 12. You blade that one with your magical laser sword. Okay. And next one. Uh, that's going to be 20 to hit. That definitely hits. And that's going to be for 14. 14. You drop that one. All right. That's the end of me. <laughs> oh, somebody killed the character? Uh, no. The, <laughs> that's the end of my attackings for <laughs> the moment. All right. And then Ruffian tries to bonk somebody on the head. Uh, <sighs> connects for th- uh, three. Three damage bonk. And we are back up to Janie, Kalashdar, Sorceress. Mm-hmm. She's like, hold please. Sorry, Tasty I'm foods. chewing. Tasty. Try foods. not to crunch on microphone. I, I appreciate it, Tara. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to ask how many more mummies I can singe. Well, we'll do another three. Okay. Uh, including including the one more. that's damaged. Burning, Burning hands. Eight. Burning hands, okay. Burning eight. Burning eight. Burning eight. Burning eight. Okay, so it's a dex save 14. Dex save 14. Okay, G, H. Okay, they all failed. 16. Nice. I did not wild search. I rolled a five. Okay. Oh, so close. So close. (laughs) (laughs) 
for the listeners, Sarah, Wild Herders on a four or less. So, uh, let's see. So, so those three mummies, they're burned very badly, but they're still up. Uh, <laughs> very badly burned. <laughs> badly burned. Uh, all right. So, uh, Strax, Hobgoblin Artificer. All right. Shoot it the one that's one of the ones that's very badly burned. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there, there, there's three three bloodied mummies. Three that are at less than half their maximum hit points. Cock. Cock. Are they bloody or yeah. are they singy? They see eleven. Uh, eleven will hit. Eleven. Eleven will hit, really. At least they can be hit easily. Thank yep. goodness. That was for uh, minimum damage again. Five. Five. The, the bolt shoots through its head, and you see some like weird, like <laughs> dust poof out of the back of its head. I <laughs> shout out the mummy, "Who's your daddy?" Holy <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> <laughs> crap! Okay, uh, AC fourteen on the next one. That will hit for nine. Nine. Okay. <laughs> and you drop that one. The second one. So pew pew pew. Third one. <laughs> Probably. I assume there's no more that have been damaged. Uh, there's one more that, that that's been damaged. Yeah. Okay. Shoot that one too. Okay. AC eleven again. That hits. For another nine. Another nine. Nine. You drop that nine. one as well. Hey, that was <laughs> a really good one-two punch from you and I. Yeah, that worked well. Like yeah. you guys are a team or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brother <What>? and sister team. <laughs> we are a team too, though. We are. And so then the constructs are, are dodging. Uh, yep. Okay. So then we go uh, to the mummies, and um, the one addressed to San Fa says, "I will get reinforcements," and runs off as the, as oh, the rest no. of the mummies sort of try to basically interpose themselves between him and and the group. Um, okay. So the other so the other three remaining mummies are going to uh, fight to the death against the party while the San Fa runs off. Um, so let's see, one, two, three, four. I'm just gonna say somebody who doesn't get attacked. So one, two, three, four around the corner. Some Matisse will not get attacked on this round, and there'll be one attack on the remaining three of the party members. So we'll start with the wisdom save on Jane. It's a twenty on the dice, so Okay, you definitely made it. Uh, yeah, sorry. Before it matters, I've been forget- I've been forgetting to remind you about the three temporary hit points you've been getting at the start of every each of your rounds, Jenny. Oh, from heroism. <laughs> from heroism. Yeah. So just at the start of each of your turns, your temporary hit points resets to three. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I just rolled a one and a twenty, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Same time. He's like out on me. You fail and succeed at all in the yeah. same... Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. Right. So... Sorry. Four temporary hit points, not three. First okay. mummy attacks Janie with disadvantage with SDR1 interposing. As they see 11. And as they Janie, yes. right? Okay. And then, let's see, go around uh, Arvine, wisdom save, and then one regular attack on you. Uh, wisdom save is going to be a 14. Okay, you're good. Okay. AC 17 to hit. Dang, that is exactly what it needs. Okay. Okay, so you take 7 bludgeoning and 11 necrotic. But really 5. 
So 12 total. And constitution saving throw, please. Yay, temporary hit points. <laughs> Who's there's that? Okay. All right, constitution save is 20. 20, okay, so you're good. And then wisdom save on strikes and regular strikes. From the uh, wisdom save is nine. Nine, okay, so you're feared until the end of the mummy's next turn. I am not. You're immune to fear? I am immune to fear because of heroism. Oh, awesome. <laughs> AC 10 is probably going to miss you. AC 10 is going to miss me. All right. Move on to... Been waiting Marines. the whole game to say that. <laughs> You're feared. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Yay, how God that. <laughs> For the win. <laughs> just because of the heroism spell that I cast from the first round. Oh. Move on to Arvine Asimarfighter. Okay. Uh, is one of those guys bloody? Or two uh, of those guys? No, bloody? none of them. Are, none of them have been, have been damaged. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. So she doesn't have disadvantage on anybody. Uh, she'll just pick one of them and start wailing on them. So katana swing on one. Gonna hit for AC seventeen. That it. It's gonna hit for ten slashing, but really five. Got it. Uh, Katana slash. Swing the other one, or the the, the bonus attack one around, or not bonus attack, but the extra attack. Different thing. Words. AC thirteen to hit. That hits. For another ten, but really five. Okay. And then she is going to do her bonus attack offhand swing with the opposite katana. Okay. Slash, slash, then offhand slash. AC 20. Yep. And that'll be for six, but really three slashing. Okay, the third hit, bloody's that one. Okay. And that's it. She is good. Okay. Matisse, do you have a paladin? All right. Uh, so, one, so one of them is bloodied. Okay. I assume you attack so, that one. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, so that's going to be 14 to hit that one. Definitely. And that's going to be for 10. 10. You drop that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Second attack. Next one near me. <laughs> you're gonna roll that again. Okay, that... Throwing dice across the room. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's gonna be 18 to hit that one. That definitely connects. And for 12. 12. Well, actually, it's 13 because it's plus seven now. So okay. math. 13. <laughs> Mathing. <laughs> With math ability. It did hurt. It a whole lot. I feel like this is still too early for all of us. Okay, I'm going to use a divine smite. All right, so that, Greg, don't, forget, don't, don't forget, you're, you're, you're supposed to use that when you say that you hit, not after I give you the deal. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I won't. I won't this time. Okay. Did you extra attack already, Greg? 
Yes. I'm zoned out. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, he, he killed one and bloodied another one because he's nice got Nice job, Matisse. The, the, the laser sword is not affected. Good shit. All right, I passed my turn Good to the next shit. person. All right, so that would be Ruffian, who's going to try to bonk somebody on the head. Doink. Uh, cocked. Miss. <laughs> Janie needs to give Ruffian quarter staff training. <laughs> <laughs> Training on how to hit things. Big time. My to... quarter staff has taken out a lot of people so far. It has. It has. <laughs> uh, it is yeah. your turn, Janie. Um, there are only two left, and one is bloodied. That's what I used to love about Rael when left I. Left one used bloodied, to eh? Well, let's take out some Gandalf. fun and throw some little darts their way. Okay. So let's see. Four darts coming at. I'm going to throw two at each. Okay. Magic measle. First yes. two darts Magic at the bloody dude. <laughs> First two darts at the bloody dude. That's going to be eight. Okay, the bloody dude dies. Technically nine, but... Oof. Oops. Three dies. <laughs> I should say nah. it's destroyed. <laughs> right? They're not really dead. And another nine at the other one. Nine at the other one. Nice. Doesn't doesn't quite bloody that one. And I didn't wild surge. Okay. So then we go to Janie's brother, Strax, Hobgoblin Artificer. Okay, Sunny guy. You said he's starting to run away. Um, he's ar- he's already gone at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. How far can he move in around? Sixty feet. So I should be okay because I have a spell that is uh, as a sixty-foot range. Yeah, he he, he ran down around a corridor. Around a corner. Yes, Mm -hmm. this is a hallway. There are ways that go right and left. Okay, out out of line. There are all kinds of passageways around here. He ran down and around a corner. Okay, how far away is that corner? That corner is like forty feet. Okay. Then I There's also will... a hall across from that one too. Yep. Okay. <laughs> then what I will do is I will uh, burn my action point to take the dash action. Okay. Uh, where's my clip? Yep. Action point. And uh, go ahead and dash down the hall. I'll take whatever opportunity attacks that affords me. Uh, well, there's only two left, so I'll say you can avoid it. Okay. Um, Dash down the hall, uh, can uh, so I can so I can dash after the after him. Do I see him when I come around? The, after, can I chase him down until a point where I can see him? You're around the corner. You see more corridors, and that's it. Oh, you're being you're just being mean now. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Turn back around, and I'll just have to take pot shots at the uh, two that are remaining. Okay. One is bloodied. Because I have a web spell. And that would have stopped you. There's only one left, and it's not bloody. But, okay. it, it, but it's been damaged. So one bloody, one not bloody. No, there's only okay. one left. And it's not bloody. And okay. it's not bloody. Then pew, pew, pew. Fire number one. Uh, AC 19 for 10. You bloody him. Bloody him. Fire number two. <laughs> Uh, AC, AC 11. 11 hits. For 
Eight. Eight, and you drop that one. And poof. Okay. Which brings us out of combat. So there is a cell. There's a whole bunch of cells around you. You're basically in a corridor full of cells. And there is a scared-looking human male uh, in a cell directly next to where you guys are. And um, he, he sees that you've basically defeated all of these. And he says, he says, quick, 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 uh, let me out, let me out. I, I can find us some place to hide. Sa- the Sanfa will be back with reinforcements soon. All right. I think we should just run now. Let's go. <laughs> Strax, I'll help you pick the lock. You can't help me pick a lock. <laughs> all right. Well, then, Strax, if, if you want me to fumble around picking a lock, I'm not running. I'm letting him out. <sighs> You're so difficult. Fine. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, so Strax is lock picking. So, bring out the lock. Bring out the thieves' tools. Go to work on the lock. Let's see. That's <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Nothing is hard. Nothing is hard. You get a lot of things out of here. Let's see. <laughs> because I am proficient in it and I have tools, but I'm not an expert in it yet, am I? You are proficient in taking a lot of time. You're an expert in taking a long time. I, yes, I am. It works. <laughs> you know. I've worked really hard to become so. Thank you. And his mom. Uh, basically, I am looking to try to find a way to get a better number than 10. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so your saving face work for something like this or did you already use it oh yes good call <laughs> I, I always keep forgetting about that um, so yes uh, once before it rests miss of attack or fail which is ironic seeing as he needs it to save face um, or fail an ability check or a saving throw I have to know if 10 is a failure or not it, it is a failure yeah okay then I'll go ahead and add 5 to that okay that is a, a success okay <laughs> uh, nice job yes stress. Thank you, thank you, Kate. <laughs> so you, okay. so you pick the lock, and uh, the, the the human comes out, and he says, "Quick, quick, follow me this way." And he kind of ushers you down a whole bunch of different corridors and passageways, and okay. then brings you into an area that you think is some kind of a storage area. There's there's lots of uh, wooden crates piled everywhere, and he and he brings you um, back into an area where you can basically take cover, where nobody can clearly see where you where you all are. And uh, he says, who are you? Who are you? The question is, who are you? <laughs> my, my, my name is, is Alton. I was, a, I was a crewman on, on a ship called the Asheville Scudder. And we were captured three days ago while en route to the Rock Brawl. Over the last three days, one by one, the crewmates and myself, they were, they were taken for mummification. Do you know what these creatures are? Mummies. Besides mummies, like do you know, <laughs> like like what world do they come from? Like we'd never heard anything about this until we heard about the pyramid ship. What we actually came from the rock ourselves. We were going to investigate what this thing was. I I don't know that we we saw the ship and didn't know what it was, and 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 we decided to <clears throat> we, we we decided to try to. Um, see what the ship was all about and we came into the air envelope and then we couldn't escape and then uh, we couldn't escape and then we tried to speak to them and they just basically took us prisoner and okay. started turning the crew into mummies 
Sounds like we could just, we should steal all the gold, blow up the ship, and get out of here. Yeah, I mean, well, and how does the air envelope thing work? Have you overheard anything in your days being here that might help us to... That we have a craft at the docks that we could use to get away if we could get back there. And we have a ship waiting outside the air envelope, too. We could contact them. Well, I, I have listened to uh, the guards that patrol the, the cells. They, the, the, I've, under, I've understood over the last three days the way that the way that the sort of like society, the groups on the ship, the way they work is that they have they have embalmers um, who have uh, gold and green headdresses, and they have acolytes who wear green sashes and they assist the embalmers. Uh, there are mummies called uh, Kalasi who wear a yellow sash and they're sort of like the, the manual laborers. There's the Ankana, which wear blue sashes and they're um, the warrior types. And you guys, you guys all, the, the ones that you were fighting in the hallway all had the blue sashes. Um, Can't and, say much for their warriors. And he says, um, and, and the San Fa, uh, the ones with that golden blue headdress, they are the uh, warriors that lead the regiments of the Ankana. Oh, so that was a rank, not a name. All right. Yes, th- yes, that was a rank. It wasn't a name. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, he also mentions that a couple of his crewmates contracted some kind of a disease fighting against the mummies, and they um, slowly uh, became worse and worse and then died, and their bodies turned to dust. Uh, sounds unpleasant. Which was the constitution save that you were all making. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why didn't they uh, take you? What What made you so special they didn't take you yet to put you through the process? They, they were taking people from ourselves every day. I just happened to be the last one. Okay. Lucky you. Roll the odds. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay. Uh, I, think. I think we can take a break here at least for a moment. Yeah, I think we... And, uh, Hide out. Did you, ask him about, did you ask him about the air envelope, Kate? Yes, uh, I did. I mean, okay. she did. Yes, I did. He, he says, um, I, I, over, I overheard one of the Sanfa saying something about uh, a power source, that there there is something in the pyramid that, that controls the air envelope, so they can basically turn it off so things can pass pass from the inside out. I, I, I don't know where it is, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder, does anybody in our party have magic that could locate something like that? I don't know. Does anybody in your party have any magic that could locate that? I'm asking. Yeah, that's why I'm asking the question. (laughs) I don't think we run locate objects as a party. That's uh, sadly. I think you'd have to to know exactly what it is to, or have some familiarity with it on some um, level. But I don't know. You guys don't have it, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Detect magic. That would be the only other thing. Uh, that that pr- has yeah. a very limited range, right? Yeah, I, I have to be actually be looking We'd at something. We have to be right on top of it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you kind of turn to the guy and say, like, it, from what you've seen of these guys, like, do you think it's even possible to capture one of them to try to interrogate and figure out for the um, energy sources? Something, as you're talking to him, something catches his attention and he says, shh, Colossi, they're, they're coming. So um, I want everybody to make stealth checks with advantage uh, as a group of uh, the laborer mummies come into the area to, to grab some supplies. Okay. Said with advantage? Yes, please. With advantage. 
advantage. Um, is that countered by my armor's disadvantage? Uh, then it would be a straight roll. Straight roll for me. Okay. All right, Janie. 20. 20, all right. Matisse. You're muted. 23. Nice. Arvine? 17. 17, okay. Strax? Nine. Nine, okay. Uh, before you... Uh, mm, no, that'd be too out of character. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be a little too meta. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Just let me know if if they seem to suspect if they uh, uh, if they uh, like come to investigate. I want to. I, I would like to be able to react to that. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if they start to move in your direction, you can identify that certainly. Um, so I need you to make stealth checks for your construct. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, it's not very SDO good at taking track of are those, are those with advantage? Yes, they are. Yeah. Huh. Let's see. SD1 got a 19. <laughs> GH88. Uh, that one's cocked. They almost always roll well, the constructs. <laughs> uh, got a 10. 10, okay. All right, so the the Colossi mummies, the warrior, I'm sorry, the, the laborer mummies come in and they start, and they take some things out of out of crates um there's they take out some wrappings they take out what look like maybe some sort of incense um uh bags of some kind of granular material you're not really sure exactly what it is but the way that the bags kind of move and they flick them over their shoulder you think they have some kind of like um granular contents inside mm-hmm. inside the bag and then they leave so so you're now alone in this in this big storage area once again The DC wasn't really high on that one, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You guys have lots of cover. I'm going to look at Strax and say, you know, you want to just do a quick check in with Hal, and then do we want to either just hide here, or maybe your little dimensional thing you can create to take a short rest before we move on and try uh, to see if we can find the stone? Or does anybody else have other ideas? Well, we don't know, first of all, if they're going to be able to hear us communicating with the ship. So maybe um, that might not be the best plan to do. Well, they were able to hear us when we were inside the envelope. So it stands to reason that they'll probably be able to hear us from inside the, the, the pyramid. I'm talking about the enemy. I'm, I'm saying talking they... about us talking in the middle of a room that right. might be coming in and out of. Well, we whisper like we, yeah. we've been doing here talking anyway, so... But my biggest concern is that we have to find some place or some way to figure out where this is so we could destroy the ship. Otherwise, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing to other people. So we have to stop them. He didn't say that it would destroy the ship. He said that it would take down the air envelope so we can escape. I still like to blow up the ship. I I like the idea of destroying (laughs) the ship, but I don't know if we'll be that lucky here. But I I still think we should tell Hal that we, you know, we've encountered an enemy race so that they don't potentially bumble into the air bubble trying to investigate what's happened to us so at least they know to stay out I mean with, oh. with the volume that you're talking now there's no reason why you can't talk at the same volume with Hal 
Maybe they've heard no. of this race. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's not like it's not like they don't know we're here. Uh, so might as well. Hey, hell. Mm-hmm. Yes, Trax. Hey, just checking in, letting you know we're still alive. They That's can't good, find us. Yep. Uh, you might want to make sure that you keep the ship away from this thing. We don't want the crew to get mummified. Mummified strikes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or apparently we've, we found ourselves a uh, city ship full of mummies and we're trying to not become one of them right now. So we'll keep you, I'll keep you posted. Thank yeah, you, Strax. Tell I'll tell Bron. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you guys uh, tell me for, what you want to do. Yeah. As for uh, um, hop, as for hopping up into uh, my uh, little dimension to rest in, I'd rather not. If we can do it, I can only do that one more time, and I'd rather try to we'll try to save it for when we really need it. Okay, I mean, I'm. Arvine is not bloody, but she's looking pretty rough. But we can so, still take, I mean, well, I, I can mean, spend some, a break some points to heal if I need to. Worst, no, it, worst case scenario, but, I'll I'll uh, pop it open if we need to. But yeah. for the, but I think we should try without it first. Yeah, I kind of put a hand on on Matisse's arm and say, Matisse, I, I know you well enough to know that that healing ability you have can also cure diseases and that disease that our friend here has described sounds pretty terrible so uh, I would hold your resources for that in case we need it I mean, if we if we take a short rest whether we hide or not uh, we could use hit dice how many people need could stand to heal besides me if it's just me I'd say we move on and we'll I can use a, no I could use a break okay so I kind of I'm like 16 hit points down. I turned to the guy and said, do you think that we could probably hide in this room safely for about an hour just so we can recover? I think we're just going to have to try. Yeah. Okay. So get back in a cell for... Anyway, moving on. Let's try for a short rest. (laughs) Far into the corners we can get. Okay. So short rest. So I'm going to have you all make uh, another um, stealth check, another group stealth check with advantage. Okay. As another group comes in during Ah. during that time period, they're trying to rest. Okay. Uh, okay. Worse than last time. Oh no, that's not good. Oh no, <laughs> that's not good. I, don't like the sound of I that. rolled two sixes. That's a ten. <laughs> it's all right. It's better than my three. Eleven for me. Okay. Eight. And that's because I have a plus five, so that saves me from having just rolled just a six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, eighteen. Nice. Okay, 18 I for apparently don't snore. Uh, Janie's 18. Greg, you were what again? 11. 11. Kate, you were 10. Yep. John, and then the, con- the, the constructs. The uh, SDO1 is uh, 13. And GH88 uh, is an 18. Okay. The constructs just stand there and, and, and <laughs> don't make any noise. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you don't draw the attention of, of the Colossi that, that come in again? Looking they're dumb. <laughs> okay. All right, so hit that ice. Good so will always win. You get through a short rest. Dumb. Okay, I got that roll hit dice hang on here. Yeah, let's see. Roll hit Gosh, dice. Up to 5d10 if I need short it. Rest. Let's see, with the con modifier. 
that's 11. You, you may have other features. Um, take a look at your uh, take a look at your sheets to see if there's anything you have that resets on a short rest. I'm not sure what that would be, but I know that um, monks um, key points reset on a short rest, and warlocks spell slots reset on a short rest. And I haven't used any spells, so I should be good on that. Does your second wind reset, Kate, or does it? Uh, is that a long thing? My second wind resets, yeah. Jenny, do you get sorcerer points back? Uh, sorcery no. points back? No. No. But I can use hit dice, which I'm going to do. Spend some hit dice. Hit dice. Got okay. three hit dice. points back, so that's awesome. <laughs> okay, I yeah. get my saving grace back. I get my. I'm back. Um, back up to forty. Yeah, my sorcery points only come back on a long rest. Long rest. Uh, the temporary hit points that you had, if it, you had her gone. Uh, oh, okay. Jenny. No worries. I'm almost a full anyway. <sighs> I kind of turn while we're while we're resting to Matisse as we're wrapping up and say, "Do you think?" You know, with all the evils that have been done in your in this place, like I wonder if your if your memory ability would show something about them. You know, when, when they first started, when they would have to be in a specific room. The power source in. You know, I, I don't know. It, it would be a bit of a gamble as far as if something of importance happened right near us yeah. or not. As far I'm as my feeling, I think it has to be something where some great emotional toil has happened in. It, I don't believe that that's happened at least here from my perspective that I feel so yeah, maybe as so. we go maybe something will strike me that might yeah. assist us some, somehow something to consider okay so I will right. I will be right. mindful of that yeah I kind of look All at right. everybody well. else and say what, what direction do you think we should set out I look at our little oh. friend what's his his name again uh, his name is Alton like all uh, well, um, I, I'm Strax kind of looks at some of these uh, boxes, stuff like that. You see his wraps and incense and something like that. Uh, I wonder if we can make our uh, navigating through this uh, city of mummies a little bit easier. Blend in? <laughs> yeah, we could try. I could just see your constructs being wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that they'll pass just because they're mechanical. It'll be hard for a seven-foot blue chick to try to do it. Well, if we wrap you fully in gauze, you nobody will be able gauze, to see that you're blue. Yeah, wrapped yeah. in gauze, a little bit of incense to disguise, you know, make us smell like a mummy. Me. Me. Are, are there any extra I, I mean, smell, sashes, Chris, so that we could? Uh, put on sashes that are like blue to indicate that we're warriors um, so that our weapons hopefully don't stand out as much <laughs> well are, are you looking in the crates you have to tell me yeah. what's going on I have no idea what's happening we need to start looking through the crates to see if she can't find any sashes like we know we saw them take the, the wraps out of certain crates so we know where that is okay so but, make an investigation yeah. check sure and I'm helping you with that Okay. Okay. Trying to make it with advantage, you can do that. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, Strax, I would, you'd rather help me. <laughs> I'll help you with investigation. I'm better on the perception side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking rather than touching. Mm-hmm. 
20. 20, okay. So what you find in this room is you basically find more of the same of what you saw the Colossi taking out, which is this seems to be a storage area for the different um, sorts of uh, things that they use to embalm people. There's there's like these there's like um, these weird liquids. There's there's just, there's a lot of like sawdust. There are um, different kinds of like um, spices and, and like incense and things. And there's wraps and there's a little bit of jewelry here and there. Um, you, you don't see any of the uh, sashes or or headdresses that essentially uh, mark the uh, the mummies they, they, it, it seems to be specifically those things are not in this room Strax question for you mm. do you think that we can make maybe some portable incendiary devices possibly with what we have in here uh. <laughs> what, can the art, what can the artificer artifice Sardis uh, is very flammable. Can, yeah. I mean, as... you want to make like Molotov cocktails, like <laughs> oh, fire making devices, because we've seen that fire is awesome, JD. Yeah. We need to burn and eat them all. And if we can start some distractions by setting things on fire, that would uh, help us out. Otherwise, I take some of the wraps and kind of go to Matisse and say, here, let me at least start covering all your armor with the, the fabric so at least you don't stand out as much. I mean, it would... Everybody yeah. else. Yeah. As for whether or not Strauss could do it, it would mostly be at this point. I mean, I have Tinker's tools and proficiency in them. Um, it would just be a question of whether or not the materials are on hand. Yeah, if you had detonators on you, right, then that would be like you could make sawdust bombs or something. It's <laughs> yeah. tricky. Okay, so you guys rested, you guys investigated, and you found lots of mummification stuff yeah. that, that didn't um, include the markings of the individual types of right. mummies. But I think well, we're still we, wrapping everybody up to make them look right. more mummy like because we agree with Strax that that's a great idea. Okay, so, so you're um, all trying to disguise yourselves as mummies? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, and. I guess the question is, are there materials on hand to make like any kind of like little Molotov cocktails? I mean, there's flammable oils and I guess, I don't know if there are any bottles on hand. Well, I mean, they don't don't tend to use flammable oils in the construction of the mummies. (laughs) That would seem like a bad idea. If the properties, though, oh. no, the fluids, if they could be, yeah, like possibly. the reason why the mummies are vulnerable to the flame crisp could be that because they're saturated with these oils and powders and everything that they use to dry them I out. I think it's more likely yeah. that they've got bandages on actually because of the wraps. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let John and I go down the rabbit Stop hole. Okay, guys, oh. damn it. <laughs> you, have, you have Matisse trying to go down there too, which I'm I don't all for creativity, do. but when you're stretched out past Gumby and Pokey. <laughs> I don't know. But John I'm, and Greg and I enjoy that. So. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Team Boom right now, so... I know, I've just given you a hard time. <laughs> okay, so, so, so again, keep in mind that you're going to have a dog wrapped in... <laughs> Wraps. Well, <laughs> I was thinking of just leave, not having them wrapped up, just leaving them, leaving the constructs 
as constructs because as servants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I would assume that. I mean, at least Strax would make the assumption that you know, I mean, mechanical machines are prob aren't something that can be mummified, but they probably are not unique. Well, okay. So, so, so let me give you maybe a little bit more of a, of, a, of, a, of a picture as to what has happened. I mean, since since you docked and you were taken by that group to mm-hmm. um, uh, see, see Rathotep, you know, you spent a lot of time moving through through this entire city-sized um, mm-hmm. pyramid ship, and what you saw during that time, like like you've probably been in here now for probably close to two hours which you know which includes the the short rest you just took Mm -hmm. so you know during probably like the 30 or 40 minutes that you were being brought all around and up and down and to the cells and stuff like that you essentially saw just mummies You, you saw mummies you saw work areas you think maybe there's like there are floors that are dedicated to the embalming process and you didn't see anything like SDO one or GH88, you didn't see any sort of constructs or anything like that. No, no automatons, no constructs. You know, it was it was mummies. It was lots of you know um, carvings in the walls. You know, statues of different figures and and areas dedicated to different functions. Um, some areas you, um, had mummies that were training for for battle, and again, some areas were for embalming, and some seemed to be more like ship operations and things like that. So. It's reasonable to assume that the constructs are going to stick out, because hmm. you've seen Is nothing there... else like that here anywhere in the time. Well, we could, could, we could still wrap up. them up then. Give it a try. I, you could wrap up um, GH88, and he'd probably pass SDO1. Yeah, I mean, either could we make hmm. him look more like one of their godlike statues of the dogs, or or. Um, if Maybe we can put him in the sack. Is there space say, in your sack in to hide? Or <laughs> is there space in your sack to have him hide, and then he could hop out if we get? There's always space in John's sack. Huge <laughs> <laughs> <Two> sack jokes. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't think a bag of holding works that way. I think you have to actually have something that fits in through the mouth of the bag. Uh, oh, why don't you read it? Yeah. You I can don't put know. pretty oh, big things. Uh, yeah, the space is quite large. Oh, the space inside. It's bigger sure. on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> John Sack's pretty big. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just going off memory where we've had other campaigns <laughs> where putting people in a bag of holding was a serious conversation. Well, no, you put, you, that, that was at that was portable, portable hole. Okay, different. The portable okay. hole. Uh, I thought in points points of light we had a bag of it holding. Got bigger. In the conversation <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, John's portable hole is holes pretty big. Getting bigger now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Holes stretch to the limit. Chris's butt is a portable hole. For poop. Yeah. True. It, it's a one-way hole. Our our baby is going to have a portable the hole. Lots of poop yeah. production. Go ahead, John. The official description does not say. It just, it just talks about the interior of the bag. The bag has an interior space considerably larger than its outside dimensions, roughly two feet in diameter at the... Oh, there it is. Two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. So SDO1 should be able to squeeze through that. can hold up that. to 500 pounds. A two-foot diameter tube is, is sizable enough for any person or probably a smaller mid-sized dog to get through, could even a, a large a dog. a medium-sized creature squeeze yeah. through that? A mid-sized... A two-foot hole... 
I can tell you I've crawled down an 18-inch torpedo tube. So oh. uh, my answer to that would be yes, but that's real-world meta stuff. So it's up to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say it would take a little bit of effort. Um, but you could probably... Shove him in! Shove him in! You could probably <laughs> shove him in there. Is that he's, not coming in. He's, he's not coming out quickly. Is that wow. we, we wrap him up as a we can wrap him up Double as a dog man. dummy and make his ears look more pointed and make him look more Egyptian. And then how would he, how would we two. move him? Well, he'd we still can, have to walk. He'd have to walk. Yes, so it, it might draw more attention. Oh, you that's, can't walk. That's up the worry. Though, so yeah, so probably hiding him is still safer. Lube him up and well, come in. We can give it a try. What else have I actually? They can hold up to. See his butt, his feet sticking out the end of the thing. Five hundred pounds. How much does? He shouldn't weigh that much. Let's see. He's 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 solid steel, honey. Yeah. He probably weighs a lot. He's a medium-sized creature, but medium-sized metal creature. He probably weighs more than five hundred pounds. And if I try, so if we try to stuff him okay. in the bag, we destroy the bag. Okay, so then the best bet is that we wrap him to look like. Uh, uh, hold on, I hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I, 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 don't know that 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 a dog-sized construct would weigh five hundred pounds. Big uh, dog, medium-sized creature. Me, medium-sized creature, yeah. I, I was thinking maybe like, you know, he might weigh like you know, uh, um, three hundred pounds. I mean, there, isn't there a weight on on GH88? Didn't I put a weight on uh, uh, on? GH88. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I put a weight in his description. Just for reference point. Use it as a comparable. Five feet eight, five foot eight and two hundred pounds. Two hundred pounds. Yeah. Is what you is what you said GH eighty eight is. Two hundred right. pounds is a fairly densely built being at five foot eight. Yes. That's no. right. So so I mean SDO one wouldn't be probably any more volume <laughs> you know overall than than gh88 so so i would say that he would be able to fit inside the bag holding okay we just couldn't get him out quickly all right well i don't see all right sdo one get in the sack sorry poppy kind <laughs> <laughs> of put a comforting hand on jamie's shoulder <laughs> Do I have anything else in, the, in the bag at the moment he has airplane ears. <laughs> no, I don't think I have anything else in the bag at the moment. Uh, okay. I, I pack enough extra wraps that if we do have to wrap SDO one at some point, that we have it. So I put That's that in my in my sack. <laughs> okay, I gotta right. go. Bye. We have spent <laughs> my, my pack. Now that we have spent way too much time on this. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got time limit. Being here today. cool, role Fun. playing. Okay, so we we yeah. I kind of quick question. Uh, I look at Alta and say, "Did you meet this Rathotap figure up at the top of the pyramid too?" Uh, unfortunately, just my captain met him. Okay, okay. we we did. Uh, Chris, if I think back in my recall of being in that space up at the top of the pyramid, was there any like? A glowing crystally thing or something like that that I could remember from being in that space, like something that would potentially be the energy source. Well, there are all there are all kinds of control panels and switches okay. and things. Two or Never mind. Okay, I didn't know if there was like something obvious, like on a dais or something that I would remember. So, okay, all right. Uh, so just, I mean, just just okay. Rathatap was sort of okay. like thrown. If, 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 if we if 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 we need like the sashes and stuff. Maybe we can just wait for the next group of workers to come in here, ambush them, and take their sashes. We could do that. Yeah, we could, but it would be wasting time that we could be finding the controls for the shield. What are the rest of you guys think? Well, a little bit of time spent now. 
I'm not opposed to later. it. How, how soon will those workers be missed? I guess. How long? How, how frequently, roughly, did they come in? Um, they they probably came in about an hour apart. Okay. I'm not opposed to By the time we get ourselves all wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could ambush the next set and take the sashes and then hide the body. Well, the, the bodies go to dust, right? So that'll be... <laughs> okay. So, uh, so SDO1 like SD is in the bag of holding. SD1 you guys are all wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And you've tried, to, you've tried your best to disguise yourselves as mummies. Yeah. And now your plan is to wait to ambush some of the Colossi mummies? The workers, yep. yeah. The workers. Okay. If, hopefully they're crunchy. Okay. <laughs> so you wait around for probably again close to another hour, and uh, a group of the Colossi come in to grab some more supplies. Okay. So uh, you, let's have all of you make uh, stealth checks again in order to see if you were able to surprise them. Okay. With advantage or? Uh, yes. Uh, well, as long as you're behind the crates. Yep. If okay. you're like so standing out there yeah. dressed as mummies, then no, yeah. at least it's not disadvantaged. Yeah, oh, much no, better. I'm behind the crates. Oh, nice. Hey, Janie? 14. 14. And Matisse? 17. 17. Okay. Cool. And Arvin? 24. And Strax? 18. And GH88? And GH88. Is 21. Oh, okay. So you have no trouble basically disguising yourselves and, and basically setting an ambush um, for the Colossi that come in. So then we will we will go into combat and you guys will all get to go first and the Colossi okay. will not go until the second round. Okay. Uh, as a matter of positioning, Chris, if it was possible, Arvine would probably have tried to stage herself behind crates so that she could step out into the doorway and basically cut off a path of retreat from the storeroom. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Just, uh, I mean, the place where you're ambushing them is deep within this room. Okay. So, are you over by the door, or are you with them in the ambush? Uh, I guess with, with them in the ambush, but towards the door, okay. like, like on on the side Be- of the group. Uh, between yeah. them, between it's, them and the. Door. Yes, thank you, John. Words, my pregnant lady <laughs> brain. <laughs> so we're essentially surrounding them. So initiative, Janie. Oh, der. Um, eleven. 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 Matisse. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Arvin. Seventeen. And Strax. Sixteen. So on eight. Alton's and probably hiding in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he is cowering. <laughs> and mummies. Okay. So the initiative order, although the mummies won't be in the first round, are Matisse, mummies, Armin, Strax, Janie, Ruffian. So we will start with uh, Matisse, our diva paladin. Okay, so I go two attacks on the first one I see. Okay, so that's 20 to hit. 20 will hit. 
and that's going to be for nine. Nine. Okay. And attack number two. That's going to be AC 19. I'll hit. And that's going to be for 10. 10. That seems to be barely holding on. <laughs> uh, let me go to skip the mummy's RV. Okay. Uh, swing on the one that, that Matisse already heavily damaged. Okay. okay. How many do I did you say? Uh, there's six of them. Okay. So that'll be, let's see here, 20... Conveniently. 22 to 22 hit. what? Uh, that's right. Dice for damage. I get two. Uh, yes, that's not great. Uh, seven. Slasher. Okay, so you, you drop the one that Matisse had bloody. Okay. So then I swing on uh, another one. You know, whoever would be closest to being able to run out the door. Uh, it's going to be for AC 17. Connect. For six slashing. Right, three. Okay, so they're still resistant, even the worker class. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, whip up with the offhand attack. Okay. And that's a one on the dice. So <laughs> getting used to the wrappings. Slip and miss. All right, Strax. All right. Goblin artificer. Oh, the one that's already been hurt. All right. So, fire missile number one. Fire missile number one. Twenty-two. Hit for nine. Nine bloodied. Fire missile number two. Twenty-four. Twenty-four hits for eight. Eight goes down. All right, and move on to the next one. Fire missile number three. (laughs) Ah, flying dice. (laughs) Uh, I missed his dice tray again. My one. For seven. Seven. Okay. Bam, bam, bam. Good job. There we go to Janie. Kalashar Sorceress. Oosh. Burning Oosh. hands. Burning oh. hands. Uh, dexterity Dexter- saving throw. Fail. 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 Ooh, yucky damage. Six. <laughs> Fire. Six fire. <laughs> okay, you, burn, you burn up one of them and you bloody two of them. It was a four to one and a one. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Still the good. Wild search. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> well, at least she has the option to reselect if it's something really bad. <laughs> Still settling. Still settling. I miss watching the D100 roll. Okay, it's a 23. Okay, what do we got? My skin turns a vibrant shade of blue. You can't see it under the wrap. A remove curse spell can end this effect. Hey, Matisse, we match. <laughs> you can't, you're covered in wraps, though. You can't see your skin. Janie turned it to a Smurf. <laughs> I feel weird. 
<laughs> and turn. Just don't start going la 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 la. <laughs> right, Ruffian tries to bonk that guy, and he does. Like, uh, Time of wild search for a while. <laughs> and then back up to Matisse. Matisse. It's who's there one left? There are three left. Uh, two are bloodied. Okay, so I'll go hit one of the bloody ones with an attack. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be 22 to hit. Hit. For 10. Dead. Okay, next bloody one. Destroyed. Uh, Critical. Wow. It's going to be some overkill if that dude was already bloody. (laughs) He's already bloody. (laughs) Pasted. That's three extra dice. Uh, Why is it three extra dice? Oh, one extra dice. That's right. Yeah, one extra. <laughs> okay, so that is going to be for 11. 11, okay. 11. Because I rolled a one. <gasps> so I'm just going to say you all, you all cut that last one down. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't take much time. Uh, you cut them all down, and you basically have the, uh, uh, the sashes that the uh, Colossi wear now. Good. And I can use mending to uh, heal the burns. <laughs> the burns on the sashes. No. Because <laughs> I went... <laughs> that mending is a great spell. It's awesome. Can you can, can you turn me not blue? <laughs> so, you are, you're... so you are all disguised as a, the worker class of mummies. Okay. And uh, what I would like is for all of you to make a deception check for me. Oh, boy. Uh, With advantage, deception. because we got advantage. the uh, No, this is just straight. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> hey, what uh, dice is going to be nice to me That's right not going to go well. No, that's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. I got an eight, so. Cool. I got a 13. Oh, I got a 22. What do you know? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't think it would work for me being a tall blue uh, thing. Well, there, are, there are mummies of different heights, Greg. Yeah, they're all different races that these well, people have been capturing. Yeah, I'm just saying this from my, my mind's perspective. Okay. The, uh, Jane, what was your deception? 24. Nice. High five, girls. I have proficiency in deception, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, do you want me to roll for GH88? Yes, please. Uh, plus charisma zero twelve. Twelve. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, I suppose um, Alton should also make a deception check. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. um, Arvine kind of looks at Alton and asks, "Do you have any fighting skill at all? I have some extra weapons I could give you if, if you do." Uh, he says, "I was just a, I was just a general laborer. I mean, I could try." Okay, I'll hand him one of my wakazashis, just that he has something to defend himself with. Okay, he like reaches, he like reaches for the blade end of it. Oh no! Don't give it to him. He kind of sighs and flips the handle around and makes sure he takes the Uh-oh. handle. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry. Right, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, I got a, I got a spare shield too. You can borrow that. Keep him okay. alive. Or make it easier to keep him alive. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. Not doing this for you, doing this for me, Baka. 
Whatever. Uh, <laughs> back up. Um, what about Ruffian? Um, oh, right, Ruffian. Yeah. Uh, Ruffian. All right, well, let's see what we got. Remember to shamble. Okay, so there actually there actually isn't enough sashes for everybody because there's seven of you. That's all right. We can kind of hide. Um, so, yeah, so basically, you're gonna you gotta tuck somebody in the middle of the group. Basically. Yeah, I'll put Alton in the middle with. Yeah. All right. So, so you've got yourself disguised. You don't really know how convincing this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are still inside the basically the warehouse storage area where they keep all of the. Um, or, or they keep some of the mummification supplies, and yep. uh, let's see. Let's let's have um, let's have everybody make intelligence checks to sort of recall maybe like the general layout of the area around here and around the, where the cells were. Okay. Everyone, just make a straight intelligence check. Add your intelligence modifier to the die roll, please. <laughs> Janie, what'd you get? 13. 13. And Matisse? You're muted. 12. 12. 13, 12. Arvin? 15. 15. Strax? 20. 20. Strax. Okay. All right. So you kind of have a general idea of what you saw between the area of the cells and the area of this little warehouse. And there... You saw some embalming rooms on the way here, or you saw what you believe to be the embalmers and the acolytes working together to uh, mummify whoever they happen to have captured from the cells. Uh, beyond that, you're not really sure what was... I mean, before the cells, before you got to the cells, you had just gotten off basically one of those lifts, and it pretty much came into, came into the sort of like detention cell area. So that that's that's the limit of the knowledge of what you have in the immediate area around you. So you all tell me where you want to go, what your plan is. Well, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that lift is probably a uh, first good place to start. Yeah, I mean, my... my working off the assumption that much of these uh, kinds of controls are probably somewhere towards the middle of the ship, because they're kind of important. <laughs> yeah, Arvin agrees with you. I, uh, I definitely think that... Uh, more towards the center and possibly more towards the top you know i hope we don't have to go to the quote god's chamber himself to try to say. figure this out although if we I take him think, out we could uh probably I would, get a lot of answers i would think <laughs> that they would have more of the stuff of importance towards the middle of, of the pyramid as well and maybe as we go we'll find a room that has enough significance that matisse can help to yeah well maybe we'll find a directory along so. the way that's that's not going to do anything from here. Okay. Everybody, grab a crate and let's go. Uh, so, yeah. so, so, what are you doing? Well, grab the, a crate the, and let's go. The mummies you know, weren't we, weren't taking whole crates. Well, just grab some supplies and let's go. As long as we look okay. like we're working, nobody's like going to bug us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> where, where that that's fine. But where are you going? Uh, back. Um, going to try to make our way back towards right. That elevator so okay. i i kind of cock an eye at strax and say that some people might question us if we're taking embalming supplies not towards the embalming rooms as long as, uh, really would you yeah oh 
Well, that's because you're weird. Most people just don't want to be left alone. So, so those magical elevator things, yeah. they, they are all over the ship in different areas. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Listen. Okay. So we try to make our way carefully. Like I, I would say if we're not being seen by people, that you know, being stealthy is good. But then if we're in sight, we just act like we belong there. But generally, generally head towards the center. Shuffle casual. Center and start working our way upwards and checking rooms as we go. Okay, so you're moving as much toward the center of the pyramid as possible? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so you begin to make your way. And you go beyond the... um, You start to walk past the embalming chambers that you saw when you were running between the cell uh, and this room. And you see inside one of the rooms that there is there is an elven woman who is basically strapped to a table and she she's crying out in pain and you have heard some disturbing noises and cries of pain uh, during your time in the cells as well because it wasn't that far away um, so you do you keep on going beyond that room um, what do we see like how many how many people or beings are in there with her? It looks like there's beings. one embalmer and there's um, one acolyte. It looks like okay. the two of them are working on this woman. Uh, I think that don't blow our cover. Our, Let's go. Arvine would want to try to find another ally. I kind of exchange look with Matisse and see. I think I feel like I've already Jane. decided what's going to happen. Okay. So are you moving towards the room and drawing your weapons? Because I Arvine would might follow. quite be doing so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So Arvin so follows Matisse's lead. So so, uh, so so you move into the room and you have your supplies. Yeah. God, I, I, I whispered to Strax, I have enough wrappings to wrap up one more person. Come on. <laughs> and Strax, you can go ahead and attack them and use your... Uh, All right. Use your uh, skills to... Don't uh, threaten me with a good time. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so basically we, we try to ambush them. I'm hoping we can get somewhat of the drop. Okay, so, like, so Matisse, yeah. you, uh, you're, you're on the front, right? Yes. Okay, so I want you to make a perception check as you're under the room. So, perception. That will be... Do, 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 uh, 23. 23 okay so so right as you so right as you start to go into the room all like prepared and, and amped up to try to help this woman you you see the acolyte is basically taking um, a large uh, like, like like two handfuls full of this woman's internal organs oh. And, and, oh. and dropping it into a bucket oh and you see that she doesn't really seem to be moving or making okay. any more noise. Oh, so no. I just put my hand up and stop and stop uh, Arvine and say, okay. and I give her the, it's, it's too late okay. to help her. All right. Okay, so, and so, um, uh, one of the embalm, uh, the, the, the embalmer that's in the room kind of looks up and takes notice of you. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, the, or, uh, the embalmer doesn't seem yeah. to really react. Yeah. Um, just sort of goes back to its work and yeah. you're able to walk out and leave the room. So, okay. okay. So you continue toward the middle and what I want you guys to do is I want everyone to make 
let's see. Let's have you make perception checks as you get toward the center of the temple. Hmm. With advantage, because I want it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe two. 16. 16. All right, Jenny. 20. Oh, oh, that's good. Not today. Arvine. Six. Six. <laughs> oh, Six. Wraps fell down in my eyes, and I'm just, I'm just too much struggling with them. I literally rolled it. Three. So, <laughs> I rolled a one on the dice. I, I also rolled a one on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> my passive is twelve. Um, okay, so 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 Janie, you 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 start to see these these. Um, I mean, all the walls are covered with all these sort of like hieroglyphics, you know, all, all these different symbols and whatnot. Which you're not sure if it's a language or not, um, but you're pretty sure that that it is some kind of a language. But I mean, it's literally covering the walls over every inch of this entire complex and you're, you start to notice like a pattern in certain ones which you think are sort of like signs like directions like you know like hall markers signs. yeah things like that a directory told you <laughs> um, so what I would like you to do is uh, let's see what kind of skills do people got as you know, I got uh, mad skills is what I got. Why don't you make an investigation check to try to see if you can figure out something about, about these these markers? Okay. If you point it out to me, I could help you. Uh, if you want to point it out to Strax, um, the, the two of you can work together. Oh, my voice can... is going to come into my brother's mind, and I'm going <laughs> to say, Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting you do that. Brother, I'm, I'm noticing some patterns in this. Can you help me look? Okay, so make an investigation mm-hmm. with uh, advantage. If you want to have Strax do it, you can. Whichever one you wants to do it, can do it. I rolled a 17. 17, okay. With advantage. With advantage, okay. All right. So between the two of you, you think about the the other floors that you've been on, and you start to put some some pieces together, and you think you have a general idea of what, of of the symbols that basically mark, like, you know, um, detention area, uh, embalming area. And uh, you think if you were to continue to move through the temple as you are now, you would probably be able to discern um, what levels were for, like, like propulsion, you know, or defense, you know, th- things very simple terms like that. Self-destruct. <laughs> Maybe not that, but... <laughs> Maybe not. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so you basically find your way to the center, and, and, there, and there, is, there is one of those, you know, sort of light elevators, ele- elevators of light there in the center uh which direction do you want to go up or down um do the signs around give any kind of indication i guess not not at the moment not at the moment um i say down Mm, we were trying to recall how far down did we go after we you guys probably you guys probably went about about a quarter of the way down so So from the top top you're closer to the top than you are to the bottom so i say down down sounds like it would be more towards the center of the pyramid. I would like to go down. <laughs> Going down. <laughs> okay, so so you get okay. you, you, so you step into the into the corridor of light, or I should say, into the beam of light that runs that runs from uh, floor to ceiling, and the sort of uh, rings of, of light around your feet appear as you step into the air, and then you think about moving down, and all of you start to drift down together. 
So let's have um, the entire group make uh, a perception check. Uh, each of you make perception checks, looking for these different symbols and whatnot. Okay. Assuming, Janie, that you share some of this telepathically uh, with the rest of the group. I suppose. And yes, I did share it telepathically because. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured. Awesome. I figured. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I am not perceptifying. Uh, well perception for Janie. Uh, it's lower than my passive, so 13. Okay, so give me a pass, 13. Okay. Matisse? Yep. Uh, it's lower than my passive, so 13. 13, and strikes. Third verse, same with the first, 12. 12. <laughs> Anna Reed. Uh Again, my pass, passive, 15. I should have said that on the last check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so 15 is not a bad passive. No, 15 no, isn't bad. Not. Yeah, um, so, so, you, so you get... You get down maybe like another thirty or forty floors, and Arvin, you 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 see you see a symbol that you haven't seen before. You don't know what it is. You haven't been able to piece it together with the group, but it's something different at least. And you know that that's not a symbol you've seen before. Okay, so I kind of uh, will us to stop. Is that how it works? It's like a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. If you just okay. if you just think about it, to, to, so I will us to stop that. and kind of whisper to Janie and say that symbol's different. Daniel, wander off the. Okay, so get off pillar okay. of light. To investigate. All right, yeah. so, so the group gets off. So, so, um, you can make uh, investigation <laughs> checks if you want to work together. You can do okay. it with advantage. He said the okay. group gets I off. I think. Uh, so, Janie, I'll help you. Matisse, can you help Strax? I think they're they're both better investigators. Yes, I'm not. Are. I get yeah, a minus so. on it. So. All right, so Janie, I'll help you. Okay. All right. All right, Strax, I got you. Have a look ah, around. I just rolled a one and a three. Oh. <laughs> it's happened to me tonight. That's all right. I, I rolled a four and a five. Oh, no. Four. for me. Okay. Uh, and, and well, what's your passive investigation? Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it was, oh, it was, 14. It was Janie 11. and Strax. Yes. Janie and Strax are the ones that were doing it. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. John, my passive, passive investigation is 14. 14. Okay. Um, Which is pretty good. <laughs> you're you're not exactly sure what the symbol means. Mm. You're trying to figure it out, but you, you don't know what it is indicating. You, you know it's not embalming. <laughs> you know it's not um, the the cells, the, the, the detention area. Uh, you know it's not storage, uh, but, but you're not really sure what it is exactly well we'll just have to okay. go look okay so, so you want to just keep keep going on this floor adventuring yep. here we go <laughs> check it out maybe, maybe we'll see some other familiar symbols okay. that help us to piece it together so pain <laughs> so so you start to move a lot along on this floor and eventually you start to come to an area where you believe it opens out into one of those recesses where like the ships are docked and, the, and they have the ballista there for defense hmm so, so, so you think you're coming up to basically the the area that you were in at the beginning, when, when you first docked, and that and that sort of middle recess. You, you okay. think that this these paths that you're on right now, these hallways, are going to lead to that area. But we're not okay. so lucky that we can actually see our ship. Uh, that depends. Well, even you... if we could, we can't get through the air envelope. So no, but mm, it will be right. nice to know where we need to run to after we hit the self destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go just far enough to see the openings? To if we start to think that that's where we're going, can we go until we see the docks and just if you want to confirm yeah. that this is how we get out, and then go back in to continue investigating? Okay. Yeah. So 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 you move in that area, and and 
just as you come around this corner and you basically can see basically you know a docking area yeah um there is a there is a sanfa that that walks up to your group and says this is not the embalming area why are you here okay you're all carrying supplies and everything right still so <laughs> so you're, you're you're kind of out of place carrying and bombing supplies down here at the dock. So the sun is like, what are you doing here? Uh, uh, I say from a uh, a uh, from one of the sh- uh, from one of the uh, ships. <laughs> uh, I'd say that the sun told us to bring supplies to the docks. Let's have. I don't know. <laughs> John, why don't, you, why don't you make a deception check? Which is always my best role. <laughs> well, you're trying to you're trying to sell this guy. <laughs> uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. He stops for a moment and considers, and you you think that he's you think that maybe he's not. You think that maybe it is not trusting you. Um, but the only thing that it says back to you is it says return to the upper levels where the embalming is and he just points back down the hallway that you came mm-hmm. keep up the disguise is, or is, is he the only one there well I mean he's there's there's a group of um, I can't remember my own my own dudes he's in sight of the warriors is that right correct the, the, yes. the, uh, the Ankana yes uh, he, he has a, he has a he has a regiment of Ankana that are maybe like 30 feet away from him. Okay. He so kind of, yeah, he kind of we, broke away from them to be like, so, hey, who are you? Why are you here? All right. Yeah. So Arvine kind of like inclines her head like a respectful bow and turns oh, around to head back around. towards the middle of the ship. <laughs> I mean, you did see that that is an area that it, it is the middle recess. Okay. Okay. So our ship would be around there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, assuming you're on the right side because there's four yeah. sides. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so essentially, the Sanfa tells you to turn back the, the, uh, the other direction. So you are all disguised as mummies, and uh, you're trying to make your way through this uh, pyramid ship, city ship. And we're going to, as you as you head back down that corridor, we're going to end for this session, and we'll pick up uh, in the next session as you continue to try to uh, figure out a way to. Um, stop the the air bubble from preventing ships to go through, which I believe was one of your goals. Yes. And uh, whatever yes. other sort of goals you guys have, we will continue with that in the next session. Woo-hoo. And um, I would like to get to blow up the ship. <laughs> I would like to mention that uh, I'm going to modify the way that we're doing uh, leveling and experience because, okay, you know, I mean, I've most of the time that I've been playing D and D, it's been. A weekly thing or very close to weekly thing and even in those sessions using xp on a weekly game it still took a very long time to level and it wasn't something that most of the players in our games really enjoyed um and i know there's lots of other ways of doing it but i've looked through them all and i'm, I'm i've decided to go back to a session based advancement system but the, w- the way i'm going to do it this time is that we're going to have you guys level every three adventures that's the okay. way it's going to work. That doesn't sound too bad. 
Okay. And I was, okay. Yeah. And I was then, a little concerned about every adventure. No, it's, it's not. It's not every adventure. It's going to be every three every three sessions. You guys are going to uh, level, and uh, once we shift from this campaign to a different campaign, which which isn't coming right now, but when we do that, what I'll probably do is I'll probably start the campaign at fifth level. Everybody will make fifth level characters, and we will do the advancement every three sessions from that point forward. So we could play for about a year and a half and get somewhere around 16, 17th level, um, if I did my math correctly. And if we wanted to extend it out and go higher level and go to two years, we could. If it wound up being a little bit shorter and we were like 14th level or something and we stopped the campaign at that point, that would be fine. But I feel like that like five to 15 level range is probably where most d is played and doing it this way will probably keep it along those lines. Yeah, sounds that good. That sounds cool. Okay. So um, I want you to all go to six level right now if you want, all want to roll your hit points for me. Okay. Yay, six, six level. Oh, I get some good stuff okay. now. <laughs> six yeah. level. Now you get your, your saving throw, uh, or Greg. Now you get yes, it. Yes, now. Uh, That's awesome. I'm taking, I'm getting, I'm getting average for hit points. Average for hit points. Okay. All right. Uh, so how about you, Greg? Oh, hit points. So mine's a D8. Yeah. Is yours a D8, two strikes? Uh, it is a D8, yes. Okay, so seriously, or is getting... it a D10? Right, I'm getting so, average. Um, I'm not sure if, if, I, if I've explained this to the listeners, mm-hmm. but uh, if uh, but basically when, when people roll for hit points in my campaign, they can't roll less than the average, which is half of the die plus one. If they if they roll less than that, then they mm-hmm. take the average and then add their con mod on top of that. It's like for the D8, Ugh. I get all right. So I have five plus the, my con, so the seven. average. So six yeah. plus my con, so it'd yeah. be eight. And Janie got three plus her con, right, for the wizard? Or, so, well, so, well I rolled her. a d6, so oh. average is four on that, Correct. right? yes. Okay. All right, oh, so I got ability score. Let's say goodnight to the listeners. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thank you for listening. We love you. If you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Our social media links, plus additional content, can be found on our website at knightsofroleplay.com. Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast, and spread the word through social media. Your help and support are greatly appreciated.